Hi everybody, welcome back. So sorry about that abrupt ending. Um, on the last episode of our unnamed podcast, uh, we had a technical error. Our recording uh, equipment told us that we had only five minutes left to record and we've never experienced this problem before, so we had that abrupt ending. But anyway, um, I'm Osni. I'm Davison. And I'm Will. And we're back. We're going to finish up that last thought we had um, that we had just started about um, music in during our trip um, as part of our recap episode. Um, so I had just finished saying that before this trip I didn't have um, a clear idea of how certain articulations um, and music notation should be played. It was kind of a piece-to-piece -piece thing. Um, I would, you know, watch the conductor, uh, watch our mic, you know, my coach um, for kind of the to t kind of tell me how each of these should be played but um the concepts we you know the teachings we we learned while in vienna were consistent across our guest conductors um and the guest musicians who taught our master classes so now i'm confident um in the way that i can use bow speed for a stylistic accent um in schubert for using bow speed and weight for beautiful chords, for not overdoing vibrato, especially um, in a resonant room, um, to use more bow rather than bow weight in fast sixteenth notes for a you know for the right sound. So anyway, these are all things um, that I feel that will be most valuable um, in the future. Yeah, I've there's an emphasis overall with how we handle the music and it's something I I've seen in the beginning of college where how we learn music and become better musicians now is much more individualistic and is us gaining an understanding of the music instead of teaching us techniques hmm. and that forcing us to think and truly look at the music to give us what we want to do and what we want to convey. In the Bach, you see Gong play these, the piece well, but then you have the instructor guide him into creating shape into his music or building emphasis. It's never, you do this note exactly. He would, the only time he, he would get more direct and specific was when it gong was struggling or was not quite understanding what the teacher meant when he said build the beats and emphasize mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's trying to make them understand it on their own and our guest conductor would go don't write this down understand it mm -hmm. learn it and because we have a habit of just noting down and taking everything um, like a lecture mm. and not truly thinking and understanding as musicians. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think um, I really did learn a lot through these guest conductors. I feel like they had a very good grasp on, obviously they're experts, so they have a very good grasp on music, but it was, it was definitely very informative to see all these small details kind of impact the music so much like um there were a couple points about sequencing and then 
um, emphasizing the beat in some parts of the music and um, just the smallest little changes can really affect it so much. Yeah. Thanks. Now we're going to go closer to our personal uh, growth and highlights of the trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is less about the knowledge and culture we learned, but how we personally became both better musicians and better people. I can go first. Uh, so for me, this wasn't my first international trip. I've been to Armenia um, on a similar kind of music-based trip. Um, and I also visited Spain uh, pretty much a week before we went to um, Vienna, Salzburg, and Munich. Um, but one thing that I really appreciate is that, you know, in a global, when you go global, um, the perspective that it gives you um, when you come back to wherever you call home, I think is very valuable. Um, and even if I can't tell right now how this is, you know, directly going to impact me in the future, um, I think it's really important to be exposed to other places and learn about what they value and their culture um, and their history um, because. Each civilization, although, you know, human civilization, although different in different places, is the same. And I think there's a lot to learn about how different places do things different ways. Um, And it definitely makes you question um, how you're living and whether that's the way you want to live because you're exposed to other, you know, other options. So like we said before, on you know, sort of the, you know, very small note, um, how you take a meal. You know, is it rushed? Is your is is the emphasis on big portions and eat it quickly and you know, or is it to have your drink and have your courses and have your meal as a social you know kind of sort of enjoyment, um, you know, part, you know, form of entertainment and enjoyment. Um, and same thing, like you know, in the study of music, they're all every this this area, all of these areas have their own differences and being exposed to more allows you to know, um, you know, what's out there and what you can be a part of. Um, so I'm really thankful for the trip for that reason. Um, as a musician, I've grown, um, because seeing, um, this place with all of these, you know, prestigious, uh, birthplaces of music, um, the homes of these great composers, uh, and seeing the other musicians and professionals and how seriously they take it all, I know for me, I now have sort of a hunger in me, um, sort of more of a drive and a desire to get better at violin. You know, we're here, you know, even though, you know, obviously I take music very seriously, but the world around me doesn't always. Um, but now I have, I have seen a place that being a, you know, being a good musician is really important um, and really valued. And that makes me want to practice and follow through on that um, because, you know, because, because it, it is important and some, you know, there is a place where it is strongly valued. Um, so, so yeah, it's, and it, I guess it could be intimidating at times how well developed it was and how everyone knew about music and, you know, I realized how much uh, how little I knew, um, and I think this is true in a lot of things, and I think you guys will agree with me, is this transition into, you know, I'm, we're, we're first years in college, and I think the more 
I feel the more I see, the less I think I know. Um, and the more I know there is for me to learn. Um, so same thing, same thing with music and the more that I want to get, get better at it. So those yeah. are probably my biggest things of personal growth. Yeah, I would agree with Asneev on the point that um, we, as we learn more, we kind of um, understand how little we know, and that kind of creates a hunger within you, like like you said, that um, you want to just know more, and you want to learn, and you want to get better at playing, and um, I think especially for me, going to these master classes and um, learning how you can play your instrument so differently, and there's such small little details that you can always change about your playing that it's. I want to sort of exper experiment with my instrument and see what I can what what I can do like stylistically, um, but um, just like personally, I think um, I sort of matured a little bit more throughout this trip, just in the sense that we were kind of thrown into these countries, and although we had the guidance of our professors and we were kind of shown how to do things. Um, we did have a lot of time where we were able to do things on our own. And I think um, sort of being the young adults we are, we kind of still have a lot to learn when it comes to being on our own and mm -hmm. um, being able to do things for ourselves. So um, that's one of the main things that I'm especially thankful for for this trip is just showing um, me especially what you can really do on your own. And I think... Um, there's just so much to this trip that um, has really affected me. I loved being thrown into the deep end with our music and with just some of the exploration or the architecture or art. We'd be gone, we'd go straight into it and see all of it. I love just learning about the of various uh, ideas and music and I love that style and I loved the little adventures that we had on the way as mm -hmm. when people got lost they'd be bad and upset i'd be like oh look at this this yeah. looks fun <laughs> because it's i mean we're in a new place we're not in danger and i relaxed and i it was not just that but i've noticed i was able to notice stuff about myself that has changed since first semester and since high school my, I know personally, my confidence in the last few months has skyrocketed and I've become, I've been able to relax and enjoy myself, which wasn't a thing throughout most of high school and the first little bit of college. It's, I've, the constant learning has made me excited and has re kind of, Resparked drive to keep going forward. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Oh, you're yeah. I, I was just gonna say I I agree that um, just going through the past few months, it's been kind of incredible to see the growth that we go through. But just especially on this trip, I feel like I was able to sort of find a new appreciation for art and sort of history in general. I think um, I feel like. Um, you know, going to museums as a young child, obviously, it was like, oh, that's really cool. I can see dinosaur bones and whatever. That's the history of the earth. But now um, we go to these places like the uh, Kunsthistorisches Museum where you appreciate the history of art or you appreciate different art forms. You appreciate um, the prevalence of art as a whole in this society and this culture. 
Um, and I just think that um, I've definitely gained a new understanding and appreciation for all yeah. of it. Feels like the learning grows exponentially. As the more you learn, the more paths and opportunities to learn more mm-hmm. continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you learn a bit about the art history, then you learn makes, and then you learn about the history of the place makes the architecture. You're able to link it with the architecture and learn more about that. Then links about our politics and it goes forward and forward which it's also easier to make more sense of a liberal arts education in action through this trip as it as you saw how that worked in person rather than it being talked at us mm-hmm. i think another really important part of being able to take all of this in and you know have you know, big thoughts about it is like maturing and being, we're college students, um, which, you know, doesn't sound, you know, now that we're here, doesn't sound like a lot, but like, if you look back to where you were five years ago, um, as an, you know, as a freshman or eighth grader, you know, that seems so far away in these college, you know, college students, they're, you know, they (laughs) they have such authority and, you know, they're, you know, they have to write papers and, you know, big things. And now that's us. And I feel like even um, the way other, the way adults or, you know, what we consider adults, even though we are adults, um, I just feel like I am viewed a different way. And that allows me to do different things. Um, you know, these, we're finally at the age where we totally have our own you know, we can have our own thoughts and beliefs. Um, things aren't just told to us. We can make our own observations on them. Um, so I guess I can't stress the importance of finally feeling like this museum is for me. You know, as a student, I'm here. I'm going to learn about it and, you know, not just not just read about it in a book, but I can go here. I'm, I'm old enough where I can go on this trip by myself with just my school group. You know what I mean? I don't have to give my medication to my chaperones and turn the lights out at 10 o'clock. You know what I, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Everything living and, you know, I just really feel this sense of finally being kind of a grown-up. Um, and I really appreciate that. And I think the professors push that a lot with us. And... You would see that even outside of the trip with Dr. K and mm-hmm. how he would um, push us to interact with people, with both adults adults and other professors, as adults and other people and not as pure authority figures. Mm-hmm. And that different interaction makes, both it makes the learning much more fun because it's when you idealize and create these grand authority figures, you lose a connection mm-hmm. that makes it harder to communicate but once you're able to talk with your professors as people and as other scholars, you can value the you learn to value that knowledge and sharing of education. And I think with that, like Will said, um, as we are able to start dipping our feet in and doing these things, it's building our own sense of confidence and our own sense of authority um, and just, you know, trust that, yeah, we know our stuff. We just went to Vienna. We can talk about this um, like we are a resource and a source of knowledge to our peers now um, and even our professors. Like I know I know for a fact I will talk about this with my I have the same Western heritage teacher next semester, um, which is kind of our first year core class, um, literature, history, that kind of thing. I know that I'll be able to talk about these things um, and I'll be taken seriously. 
um, which I, I, I don't want to say that I wasn't taken seriously before. Um, and I'm not, you know, I hope I'm articulating this right for our listeners and for you guys. Um, but there's definitely a new sense of, yeah, like it's, it's real. Um, we're real and what we're seeing and experiencing is real, um, and valid. So I think that idea, it's one of those that it's learning through college and learns through different time. You get, you know, I mean, last summer you, I would talk with, I had to work with adults basically as the same peer group group or, or now I work with people twice my age mm-hmm. as colleagues. I've given advice to people twice my age and it's one of those weird elements. But college, especially Carthage, gives mm-hmm. us that ability to basically blend that without jumping into the fire. We jump into like the deep end of a pool, but we, there's still the lifeguard in that gives us yeah, there's some encouragement or helps us mm-hmm. when we truly are drowning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's again, and I don't think there's any better way to experiment with that um, and develop that than in this safe environment to try it. You know, of course, there's always like, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm only 18. I'm only 19 years old. How is this? You know, how do I, you know, how can, how do, what authority or what, um, what do I have that can, you know, be beneficial? And I think that sort of this, this is maybe a criticism of society and, you know, the fact that we are instilled with this belief that you're a student, you're young, you learn from your adults, you respect the elders and the respect thing never goes away. But, um, I love being able to exercise this in a place that I know I'll be appreciated and I'll be encouraged to share my thoughts rather than, um, you know, before, you know, sometimes I didn't always have that confidence um, that I'd be taken seriously because I was young. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally agree. I think um, we've sort of become peers to some of our adults. So um, it's just interesting to be able to kind of not just think for ourselves, but be able to share our knowledge with others. And that's another thing. Dr. Burling would always say like, oh, come meet me in 40 minutes at the in the lobby of the museum i want to i want you to show me something yeah. i want to see how you see it um whereas bef- you know instead of him saying meet me here i'm going to show you <laughs> something that i saw which he still did you know he still did and we loved you know hearing their perspectives and things um but he said i want to see you know people f- like to see a youthful um knowledgeable perspective um on stuff that they know too so it's refreshing yeah uh what was your favorite part of these trips oh gosh this is hard (laughs) um so for me i think um i had a couple things but um i kind of split it up between um what impacted me the most and what i enjoyed the most so um definitely the most impactful thing from this trip was dachau Um, And I feel like a lot of people would agree with me that it was a very um, sobering place, again, like we said last time. But also, um, it it was just a place that you have to be in order to understand how how strong of an impact it can have on you. um, I'm not necessarily sure what kind of a connection my family has to it, but um, it's, 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 it's... you don't necessarily have to have a connection to mm-hmm. it because um, at some point um, in 
in the world's, you know, lifetime, we had this giant war that sort of affected everyone. And it, there were so many terrible things that happened. And I think um, just being able to be um, in this place where these things happened, I, it just, it was just so incredible to me to mm-hmm. be there and really just soak it all in, I guess. It was overwhelming, but... Um, on a brighter note, I guess the thing that I enjoyed the most, um, I actually don't know right now, so I guess I'll <laughs> hand it off to Osney for Will, whoever wants to talk about I it. Guess I'll oh talk my about, gosh, uh, Will, that's you. All right. Um, so I've basically split it up into three of the social, the academic and knowledgeable, and then the impactful. The impactful, like Davison, was Dachau, but also for me was the, right, the White Rose Memorial which with them, the Dachau shows the horror and the pain and that, you, that people can do to each other and what can happen when we see these atrocities and we don't do anything. Yeah. But the White Rose showed that anyone can go against it. And while it may end poorly for you, Sometimes that is what needs to be done for others and for even yourself to be someone who stands against the against wrong doing, even if you're the only one standing. Hmm. The academically, it was I loved the master class with the Bach. It helped me greater understand my performance as a Bach. It helped me understand my performances in general. And there are so many things that in the next few weeks as I'm practicing and preparing for the next semester, I'm going to be implementing. Mm-hmm. And then socially, socially, funnily enough, is one of the strongest. Um, is that we branched out with our orchestra so much more so than expected. Mm-hmm. I've have... I came into it with knowing a fair amount, but only really friends with a few people. But in that time, I mean, I am good friends and willing to hang out with people from a bunch of the different sections. You have, we, you know, we traveled together, we ate together, we drank together. The, and the moments of, those times is some of those social elements were some of my favorite having sitting in dinner, dinner or go having coffee with um, the chalice who were there or doing the quartet dinners, the, or making friends with some of the violists and hanging out with them in the last few days. It was such a fun adventure and those friendships I know will last and bring into next semester. And I'm excited to see what other uh, fun and trouble we can come up with. Yeah, I think um, um, I would share the same thing. I think that's um, one of my favorite parts of this trip as well, just getting to know everyone. Um, obviously, we had the giant snowball fight on top of the <laughs> fortress uh, in Salzburg. That's probably my favorite um, fun memory, but getting to know everyone was an amazing experience because you could sit with a completely different group of people every night and you just get to know them a little bit better. And Mm -hmm. that was really fun for me. Yeah. 
For me, favorite parts, I really struggle with, um, I really struggle with kind of like picking, well, choosing things. Obviously everyone does, but also like compartmentalizing one like period of time spent at you know like a certain place and saying yeah that was my favorite period of time I think I'm more of a moments person um I live by the quote um we don't remember days we remember moments so going with the you could have a bad you could you know t you don't you're, you don't have a bad day you had a bad moment you don't you didn't have a good day you had a good moment um, or a series of good moments. Um, so I guess some of my moments um, were when I spent, like I spent uh, an unusual amount of time looking at one painting. Um, I, it was the Adam and Eve. I don't know if it was called the Adam and Eve, but it was a Klimt um, that portrayed Adam and Eve in kind of an embrace. Um, and I'm looking at this painting and kind of taking in everything around me and then there was an elderly couple in front of me arm in arm looking at this painting as well and for some reason I will remember that moment. Um, another moment was when I played, um, when I finally understood how to play the chords in the magic flute, uh, the Mozart magic flute that we played um, and the feeling of <gasps> That's the feeling of realization that that's how that's how you do it. That's how you make it work. Um, that that I'm going to and I'm going to remember that. Um, uh, trying to think off the fly. Oh, um, one of the first nights I sat. I was one of the later ones to dinner. Um, or, you know, just one of the last ones in line to get into dinner. Um, a lot of the tables were filled um, and I sat with um, some of the winds and brass uh, and percussion. So, you know, I'm sitting here at a table with three people that I didn't even really, I sort of knew, I knew like some of their names, um, but not all. And then the feeling of just belonging in that group, there was a moment when I was like totally satisfied. I knew I belonged with this group and that feeling will also, you know, I'll also remember. So I think the collection of moments from this trip is what is kind of contributing to my overall feel um, and what I got from it. So. I'm sorry if that's not a, that wasn't a very, um, I don't know if that was a no, satisfactory answer, but it's, and I can't think of every moment, but these, these moments shape you in a, in ways that we don't even understand and can't predict. Um, but I think the collection of those moments is what makes you, you. So, yeah. yeah. All right. I think it's time for <laughs> the final reveal of this little podcast series, and that's our name. Oh boy, this is gonna be so how disappointing. Are we, how are we, we going to do this? You're either gonna really like it, uh, or it's gonna be um, underwhelming. But well, drum roll, please. I think it's great. Drum roll. So we are now the podcast causing trouble, and while this may be disappointing to think of, why are we making a name if we're gonna end the podcast? <laughs> but we're not. What is actually going to happen is Causing Trouble will be us three going through our experiences and misadventures in college life while also discussing the art, entertainment, and music that we, we discuss and enjoy. Yeah. So there will be more information to come, 
but I hope you've had a great time with us. Really quickly, um, in case the audio didn't fully convey that name, um, Will said <laughs> causing trouble. Oh Not trouble, God. causing trouble. Which is, if you know anything, if you know about music, um, or if you don't know about music, you've definitely seen this symbol. So um, it's the treble clef, which is kind of the swirl, um, the line with the swirl. If you know it, you know it. If you don't know it, Google treble clef um, and you'll see. So it's causing treble because treble, um, this element of music that violin music is written in. You just, ex <laughs> you had to you just explained a pun. Yeah, but they had to know because otherwise they wouldn't understand. You don't need to explain the pun. That it's what? Huge. Yeah, no. but they wouldn't get it. What if they just thought we were causing trouble? Oh, then it's that's fine. Not fu that's not funny. Okay, We're so I've officially <laughs> ruined the podcast episode. You'll, if, if you see this episode redone, you'll know why. It's because Ozzy ruined it. But I thought it was I thought it was important that you guys would understand why we we're called causing trouble. Um, apparently, that was wrong no, thing to do. I'm so sorry, good. guys. So sorry. Good. Okay, so now you're getting a glimpse of our inner conflict, um, and hopefully. We did a good job of presenting this troublesome podcast to you. Oh, you said um, trouble, uh, troublesome, not troubles, troublesome. I said troublesome. <laughs> troublesome. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. You're getting a hint into what is to come when we are more relaxed. Yeah. And we'll, this will be a very interesting podcast. And yeah. always let us know what you think. Um... Add us up on Instagram. Yeah, add us, add us on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much personal information we're going to disclose, um, but if you're listening, you probably know us, so that's a good thing. And if you don't, I'm sure there's a way to contact us. Okay, we'll look into it. Pretty much, let us know what you think. We always want to, you know, if there's a way we could make this more enjoyable to listen to. Um, that's good. Add some jazz in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Should we add more like media, have guests, that kind of thing? We'll probably do that anyway, whether you like it or not, because it's fun <laughs> for us. So um, that's it. We just hit the half hour mark. So we will wrap up on that note. Yes. All right. So I'm Will. I'm Osney. And I'm Davison. And welcome to, tr welcome to Causing Treble and enjoy the podcast. <laughs>